Welcome to the Back to the Future Minute podcast, the daily podcast where we analyze the greatest movie of all time, Back to the Future, one minute at a time. I said it wrong that time. I'm Nick Amenez at the News. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Paul Montgomery of the O Comics Podcast and Panels.net. Welcome back, Paul. Hi. Uh, today we're going back to minute 23, which begins with a trail of fire racing between our hero's legs. And ending with Marty looking like he's going to throw up. Mm. <laughs> it's one of the most uh, famous VFX shots, like, you know, ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's always it's always in that reel, that sizzle reel of the greatest, you know, special effects. Like, just any, like, even though it's kind of, like, weirdly, you know, like, their legs outlined and stuff in the fire. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it's completely cohesive, but... Sure. It was certainly a very exciting moment, and it works in the context of the moment. It's happened so fast. Yeah. It's only when you sort of isolate it that you're like, oh, that could kind of look a little bit, you know, right. more polished. But Right. I mean, you know, this is only two years after Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and uh, Return of the Jedi has much more egregious things than this in it, yeah. <laughs> or at least the, you know, classically, the classic Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Right. Two Death Stars? Uh, Jeez. <laughs> um... So, okay, so 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 the car disappears, and Doc starts jumping up and down very excitedly, shouting 88 miles per hour. And then he says that the temporal displacement happened at exactly 1.20 a.m. in zero seconds. How in the world did he time it to the second? Because he's Doc Emmett Brown. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you have to, you have to believe that he'd been, you know, dicking around with those those clocks and alarm stops, you know, for like a long time. Yeah. He just fell into the rhythm of it, you know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he found a clock that weighed exactly what Einstein weighs. Mm-hmm. They uh, said um, uh, Isaac Asimov in his uh, in his autobiography said that uh, when asked to do like a, a a talk at a college or something, they would tell him. 20 minutes 45 minutes whatever and he could do it down to the second so i think if you're really focused on timing and he would be totally in it like he's completely sort of lost the forest for the trees at this point Mm. um in in his experimentation i think you could certainly argue that he has a a really fine-tuned internal clock at this point that makes sense i would buy that especially Mm. with all the clocks he's got um i would definitely buy that (laughs) I guess you know you surround yourself with something with 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 something for that long, and then there's of course there's the other element of how reliable a narrator is Doc Brown anyway. Like he's saying a figure, we don't know that that's entirely accurate. That's true because he says that uh, we're we're going to rejoin him at precisely one twenty one a.m. in zero seconds, which is not strictly true because. Here's what happens when you watch a movie minute by minute. Mm-hmm. We know that a minute passes and the DeLorean doesn't come back in this minute. Yeah. So um, so right off the bat, some, some, something's fishy. Something's fishy. Although it seems like it's most. I, I oh, my wonder, God. Did we break Back to the Future by doing this podcast? <laughs> well, I, I wonder if a lot of the flame stuff, because here's the thing. In the shot that we ended yesterday on, the flames go all the way across. And then we start this 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 minute with the flames 
coming across them again. It seems like we're getting a lot of repeated motion, kind of like a 1980s like MTV music video, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like getting the same movement from different um, different shots, different angles. So I almost wonder if we didn't lose a few seconds there doing stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in filming an action sequence, you do have like there is a bit like a melding. There's a bit of time travel there. Well, there's a bit of that, like molding the time to. Mm-hmm. Like what time was Marty? What time was Marty supposed to get to the mall? Was it 1 a.m.? It was 1.15. 1.15. Okay. Never and he mind. arrived at 1.16. 1.16. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. Yep. That, that adds or, or, or the clock said 1.16. How accurate is that? That's Outdoor true. mall clock. That is true. Like, is is that timed to you know, like yeah, Big Ben like, or whatever? It's not like, like Hill Valley like Law, that international all clocks time, must yeah. be precisely like. Although I typically, it reminds me of like a bank clock, and I typically trust bank clocks. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know. Um, like, they're obviously, although the bank clocks also have the temperature, so that means well, they're yeah, getting their you, information you, from some sort of outside source. But in 1985, what is that technology like? Right, exactly. Very true. Very, very true. And the other thing, you trust bank clocks. You're not exactly rolling in it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so the out-of-time license plate um, is hot, uh, apparently. Or um, cold. I'm really I'm well well it seems that I mean we don't know what the what the what at this point we don't know what the DeLorean is like when it comes back but it seems like on exit it is hot cuz you got the flames and all that good stuff. Mm. Um so it seems like it's 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 hot on uh on its on its exit on departure. Um so it's a really hot really hot license plate. I find that I find the license plate like how 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 weakly did Doc put that license plate on the back of that car if it came off that easily? Yeah, it's all part of the presentation. Yeah, it's like it's worth oh, it. Be worth he it. knows that that he's like he's he actually <laughs> ju- jury rigged it so that it was going uh, to fall off. This there, or there, so yeah, there, there should have been a little bit on the uh, on the remote control where he just pops that screw <laughs> uh, and off it goes. Also, do you think that he registered it with that, or did it come with that license plate? Like think, he's 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 strolling along, and maybe he's thinking, "I'm going to get you know an old, reliable you know Lincoln Continental," and then he sees the DeLorean with the out of time. He's like, "It's it's karma, yeah, it's destiny." <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I feel like it's it's. I think it's m- way more metal for Doc to have like <laughs> went and got the got the uh, vanity license plate from from the license branch. Oh, you don't get cool. Say, like I just imagine him going up to the light, the lady working at the behind the counter at the license branch, and she's like, "I'd like to order a license plate. I want a vanity plate." She's like, "Okay, what do you want it to say?" And he was like. And he just like gets that look on his face, like the same look on his face when he says you're going to see some serious shit. Out and of he just time. says out of time she's like that's too many letters out of time with one t how do you how do you do that with one t with two t's not three <laughs> wait okay so okay what's okay, o u t a what a yeah you put it out of out of out of time out of out time, of time. <laughs> why because it's a it's a time machine it's don't worry about it just you make built a time machine out of a delorean <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. 
I, you know what? I really hope that that was Marty's sister. I hope oh, that that's Lisa, her job. I hope that Linda. Yeah, I hope that Linda works at the license branch. Dad, you, you build a time machine out of a DeLorean. How are you going to? How meet am I anybody? supposed to meet anybody? <laughs> no one comes into work. My mom met my dad at the fish under the sea dance. Chocolate, oh, no. chocolate, chocolate. Act. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, I really hope that was Linda. I hope that's what she does. Headcanon. Uh, yeah, headcanon. She works at the license branch. Um, so, um, Marty, uh, Marty, uh, yeah, Marty, Marty, Marty says the doc disintegrated Einstein. Uh, <laughs> what if he was which, right? What if, what if Wait, before, was... we, before we move on, there's got to be a sketch about him going to the DMV and trying for that vanity plate. And <laughs> if you pan across and it's Reverend Jim trying to get his driver's license, he's, what does the yellow light mean? <laughs> yeah. All, all Lloyds in one. Every Lloyd in its right place. Yeah. It's like a, a, a Russian nesting doll of Christopher yeah. Lloyd's. And then, uh, and then, uh, Fester Adams comes in. Yeah, Judge mm-hmm. Doom, Fester Adams. Yeah, uh, guy from that's, that's a uh, t-shirt. Roger Rabbit. That's got to be a T-shirt. Some page right? master, page, page master. master. <laughs> that's got to be a T-shirt somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, My favorite imagine. Martian. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, we're we're scraping the barrel now. <laughs> Bottom one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's, it's one of my favorite scenes from any sitcom ever, so I just had, sure, to, yeah. had to bring that up. But so, yeah, th- thought he destroyed the dog. Marty's yeah. just not – he's not he's, – he's, he's, not, he's not quick. Well, I mean, Doc didn't tell him anything. He was just like, here. It's very watch. clear. This is a time travel thing we're watch, doing. Watch, watch <laughs> this car explode. Watch me kill this us. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like the very it's like the most convoluted assisted suicide ever it's involving yeah. plutonium and yeah. a delorean you have to, to register the car special yeah, i didn't want it to die oh poor einstein um yeah so uh so he he explains how time travel works uh wait if we figured out i don't know if the timing's right is could einstein be the reincarnation of albert einstein and this is you know, Albert Einstein felt guilt for the rest of his life about Hiroshima and <laughs> the atomic bomb and everything. And what? And t- so, for for him to be reborn as a dog and work I, for a crazy eccentric, uh, like small town scientist, mm-hmm. and then to engineer it so that he explodes—that's there's some interesting poetry to that. <laughs> uh, explodes sitting in a vehicle powered by plutonium. Right outside of J.C. Penney. Outside of J.C. Penney. Well, you know, speaking of the the stores, I was curious because I saw in the background of the 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 two shot that we're kind of stuck on for most of this minute. Right. And in the background, there's a place called Robinsons. Well, I've never heard of this department store called Robinsons. It's an anchor store on the mall. So I looked it up, and what's great about this store in particular is that the the very next year. Robinson's Robinson's was date a dated reference because Ooh. in 1986 uh, the May Company bought them and they became Robinson's May and then oh. in two, and then in 2005 uh, Macy's bought Robinson's May and they all became Macy's. That's fascinating. My, my aunt worked for um, John Wanamaker's, um, which is a historic uh, department store in Philadelphia. It's where uh, 
I believe you, uh, uh, Ulysses S. Grant bought his his Union uniform from John Wanamaker's, and what? that oh. department store in in the time that in the time that my aunt was alive and working for that company, that it changed into like four or five different things, but it was always like the May Company. So it was like it was uh, it was a Macy's for one at one point. It was a Strawbridge's. It was all different things. So there's a whole weird convoluted history to department stores and buyouts and stuff. So yeah. And that's 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 what's cool about this movie that it's like it's so 1985 like like the just the the design of like the Burger King cups the the fact that it's a Robinsons that doesn't really you know after that, and DeLoreans were like kind of cool for a hot minute and then yeah. like they're really dated like they're only like DeLoreans are only really known for Back to the Future that's so it's it's this weird time capsule yeah well and it and it works as a time capsule because it's a time travel movie right. so like the fact that it is a very dated movie. Doesn't hurt the movie at all. In fact, exactly. it makes it timeless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I think is just it's just such a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I love that. Yeah, it's it's movie. almost kind of the uh, like the Happy Days Grease angle, where it's like it's already nostalgic when it comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Huey Lewis. It's like it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, not even yeah. it's not even nostalgic for a certain time. It's nostalgic for like this itself. Like, it's, yeah, it's 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 showing you a glimpse of a, of yeah. a nineteen eighty five that kind of no, never <laughs> really exists for every every other movie. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it is kind of really, it's it's kind of weird how like you know the Cure didn't do the soundtrack for Back to the Future, mm-hmm. you know, like like Huey Lewis right. and the News. Like when it's it's almost like Huey Lewis and the News couldn't really exist without Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a temporal paradox. It's this weird like Ouroboros of of pop yeah. culture. Because <laughs> like yeah, you know, when... I, I I watched that that documentary back in time that came out last week. Oh, how was it? The Future Day. It was it was really fun. It was really fun because it's about like uh, how uh, Back to the Future fandom has like like keeps the movie alive. Is sort of like what the what the documentary is about um and there's this interview with huey lewis where he describes like how they got involved and everything and it's exactly it's like what paul said where it's like that weird time loop thing because he he said he said that um you know they released the single power of love before the movie and it became a hit and it drove the people to go see Back to the Future because they would say that was Power of Love from the Back to the Future soundtrack. So Starring people Team were like, Wolf. oh, I want to go see Back to the Future. So I they, like that that's, that's Huey Lewis's view of why Back to the Future is successful. It's because well, yeah, they liked totally. the song and went out to go see it. Yeah, totally. But, <laughs> because but, of the song. But then what he says is he doesn't take full credit because then he says – but then we weren't popular overseas at all. They had no international presence oh, whatsoever. Okay, yeah. But then Back to the Future opened internationally and people loved it and loved the song in the movie and then they became big overseas. Mm-hmm. So it was just like – it's just like this interesting – he was like so, you know, it was like the you know, the snake eating its own tail or whatever. Yeah. And that was that was such a big thing for, for the 80s too. Like, uh, like the day I was born, the number one song in the charts was Ghostbusters. Nice. And it's like you think of how that movie and that song like it's it's like this perfect storm, you know. Yeah. And th- so the so the other thing with the time capsule too is that, you know, obviously we're in 2015, we're 30 years later and this is, you know, the sequel to your podcast, but you know, when we see the future version of this world, it's also entirely different than <laughs> reality's 2015. Right. Right. 
Exactly. So it's a, it's a, it's a future of a of a present that never really was. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, that's why I think it still works for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, yeah. So uh, I love I love Michael J. Fox's acting in this two shot because yeah. he's in such a state of shock where he is like. He's just slightly dead inside in yeah. that like oh, Doc, no. is, Doc is like like saying all these things and Marty's hearing it but is also like so in shock. And then when Doc runs over and says I sent him back to like into the future and like is like doing that big like Vanna White presentation thing sure, yeah. that mm-hmm. he does. And like Marty just like kind of like just like a zombie just sort of like – walks over to where he is and then duck runs back but then marty can't correct fast enough because he's just (laughs) so dead inside (laughs) it's i just i love that as like a as like a blocking thing yeah that's really it's it's and it's really tough too that's that's a real challenge for an actor like you know to to do the reaction stuff right and like clearly he's not the focal point, but he has to be us for that scene, right? Because right. we're also bewildered by what's going on. But he also has to be like a step behind us too, right? Um, because it has to like we're we know that we went to see this movie. It's called Back to the Future. We know that there's time travel involved and, and all this stuff, and so we're we're automatically a step ahead of him. And you know we're we're like we're like Einstein. We're we're a minute in the future. So he's got to he's got to play a little bit backwards without looking like too much of a dope, like. Mm-hmm. He's got he we still have to have respect for him and that he can roll with it but also you have to be kind of amazed at what's going on and and to and to play it differently than how how wide and broad Christopher Lloyd does because it's a different kind of awe at what's happening. It's a, a overwhelmed. What? Yeah, it's just yeah, like everything like that the wind has been sucked out of him. Yeah, right. it kind of is like a in this one little moment that's sort of why they work as a as like a, a buddy movie team. Is mm-hmm. like Marty's the straight man, but still he's not a stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like this you know, is, th- I I think I think this is the this is the scene that they shot with Eric Stoltz that made Zemeckis realize he had to recast him. Yeah, yeah, and you could just you know they're just they're they're feeding off each other. Mm-hmm. Like Doc is you know kind of rev not reveling, but he's like getting a kick out of like. You know, they're like, no, oh, come on, get excited, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, man, oh, son of a bitch, Doc, oh, my God, Jesus Christ, Doc, oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, actual dialogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. I know the last thing that Eric Stoltz shot was the scene in the DeLorean, like, at the end of the movie when he's, when Marty is in the DeLorean frustrated that the that the DeLorean won't start. Mm-hmm. I know, like, that's the last thing that they shot. That was, like, that the last thing they shot with Eric Stoltz um, when they finally pulled the trigger on... Michael and so Fox. do you think, like, the writing was already on the wall and, like... Yeah, I know like, it was. I, I know it was for a little while um, yeah. because there was, there was, like, a week of shooting where Zemeckis was just like, I think we need to recast him, but I'm afraid to say anything because that's a huge decision. Sure. Yeah. You know? Hey, speaking and, of uh, writings on the wall, audience, how was Spectre? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> did that open Did that open today? Did you guys like it? I think yeah. it's opening this week. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it's open yet. I think we're on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Or like it's a, well, so it opens like in two days. Yeah. 
This is the perfect way to podcast this movie. To like, you're completely out of. Out we, of we are. We are somewhat out of time. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, that's all I got for this minute. You guys have anything else? No, this I'm was good. cool. Yeah, yeah it was a cool minute. It was, it was a good minute. I, I, you know, something that I notice going through a movie minute by minute, um, and I wonder <laughs> what what have I, you noticed? I wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. I wonder if I did this, and I don't know that I would. If I did this with other Zemeckis movies, how often this would this would come up? But I it think seems about that, that, at least in this movie, Zemeckis really likes long takes. Like, like, because we're yeah. just in this two shot for, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, almost a full minute. Yeah. You know, um, we got well the previous minutes. We got a bunch of inserts too, like this, like shots of the wheels you know yeah like different aspects of the car and like yeah. so they sort of earn the two shot right mm-hmm. right and i like it as a moment of zen before the delorean <laughs> comes back you know um where they're just like and everything it's like the calm before the storm it's the eye of the hurricane you know yeah. definitely i think that's interesting it's an, it's a really interesting directorial slash editing choice it's sort of it's it's sort of like a like an anchor to to steady everything when stuff that's so crazy is happening that you just want to sit on the reaction to this impossible thing that just happened and is about to happen right i love that i love that um all right so so what is about to happen we'll find out tomorrow in minute 24 in the meantime you can go to our website back to the future minute.com and leave a comment or you can email us contact at back to the future minute.com follow us on twitter uh at bttf minute i'm at scott corelli nick is at nick m jimenez and paul is at fuzzy typewriter you can follow us on tumblr bttf minute tumblr.com like us on facebook leave itunes reviews and check out our other podcasts uh nick and i's other podcast not writing uh the doctor's companion which is a doctor who podcast and then you can subscribe to our audio drama geek by night which is on itunes now uh but premieres january 6th so uh that's that and if you're listening to this after january 6th well it's already there so there you go hope you hope you're enjoying it um, all right, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow with Minute 24. See ya. Go Mavericks.